you've just landed at the Friday Five podcast. Here are your hosts, Brent and Ray. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Five podcast with your host, Rex, and Brent. This is the uh, season two premiere. We're back. We actually came back. I know a lot of people didn't want us to come back. <laughs> there, there are probably a couple, but, um, but you know what? We're not going to listen. We're back with season two, and we have some fun stuff planned. We've been thinking about this for a while, and, you know, I mean, the big thing coming... That, that stupid dog. <laughs> Look, okay, I run a record me. store, and two doors down is a rough. To, it's a dog grooming joint called Rough to Fluff, and there's a dog in there that does not like whatever is happening. He's part of the podcast. He's the special guest. Yeah, yeah. That's that's Corey. Yeah. Anyways, what I was saying, um, Halloween's coming up, so. I personally was very excited. Just. By that, knowing that we're starting out season two, and we have some really good Halloween episodes coming up. I'm excited about it, but before we get to all that type of stuff, can we touch base on something that happened last season? I don't know if I want to talk about that, honestly, because he kind of uh, ambushed me. So... If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to the Chicago episode, episode 10 of season one. It's a great, great episode, great finale. But at the end of it, there is a snippet of what could be Stone Cold Steve Austin calling in and calling out Bono on wrestling trivia. Maybe he was calling out the actual Bono and he heard. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he was calling you out. You well, piece of trash. I, it, <laughs> the, the, the thing, the <laughs> thing is so great. Well, I, I don't, I don't know. I've, I've had time to kind of, you know, decompress and chill out, and I, we'll see what happens. I, I, I don't really. I'm not going to worry about it. Okay. Well, yeah. you should. <laughs> so, we've been off air for a little bit. What have you been up to? to kind of catch up. Well, um. I guess the biggest thing since we've been off air is we had my son's second birthday party. He turned two and Perfect. we have been exhausted from that. So absolutely <laughs> that. And of course the opening of spirit Halloween store, that's always a big time of the year for me. September yeah. 1st spirit Halloween store is open. I do the same thing every year. I head out there. I throw on the Halloween playlist. I'm excited. I get there, I look around, I leave with nothing. Mm. Is is it the same stuff every time? Basically, it, do they ever come out with anything new? They do. They do switch it up sometimes. They had some pretty cool Ghostbuster stuff, oh, but cool. yeah, they had like a Slimer. It it was like a mold, a Slimer mold, and it was like eighty five dollars. <laughs> so Jeez. I sat there and just looked at it, like it had a little hanger on it, and I just held it up and just looked at it for a second, going. Can I get away with this right now? Um, no, I don't. No. I, I don't think so. But the thing about Spirit is that it's a lot of fun to walk around and look around. But their stuff is just kind of junky. I mean, you're buying some low quality stuff, but regardless, it's Halloween season and yes. it's fun. 
and I like it. I love it. It's my favorite time of the year. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's all that matters. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not like a a dark Halloween guy. I'm. I just. I enjoy it. I enjoy like the whole. Uh, I don't know. It just reminds me of like you know like the 80s and 90s and Halloween specials and you know stuff like that. It's it's a lot of fun. I don't mind Halloween. We haven't. Uh, I will say we we dress up. Yes, but I uh, yeah. I have a beard. And I don't want to shave. And there's not that many characters out there that are, you know, have beards and I can dress like, I mean, Wolfman. That's a good one. I never even thought about that. Teen, teen Wolf, man. But I don't, I also don't want to spend money. Yeah. Yeah. So That's the true. last couple of years I've been like, I mean, I know he doesn't have a beard, but I've been Ryan, Ryan Adams, not Brian. He's Canadian. Ryan Adams. Everything and my wife was Taylor's. Okay. No. And then my wife was Taylor Swift when he when Ryan Adams covered 1989. That was, I think that was one of my favorite costumes you came up with, and that was even better that she was Taylor Swift. Because I yeah. mean, you would have been Ryan Adams anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, so you having so there being someone that could tie into it with you, mm-hmm. with him covering her album was perfect. Yeah, it it really worked out well for the both of us. So, but we've been uh, real quick catching up. I don't like the Braves bullpen. Uh, they've been blowing it a lot lately. It's not looking good. And we went to Austin, and that was a great trip. Yeah, yeah, you're going for a few days, so yeah, not too bad. <laughs> I'm glad we don't work for like the Austin Tourist Bureau. <laughs> no. I went to Austin. I was gone for a few days. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I have an idea. I think okay. that we should, you know how we started the the high five? We started doing that with like guests so we can kind of yeah. get to know them. I think we should do that for each other because we kind of came up with that idea like halfway into season one. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be fun that we pick five questions each and ask each other and okay. see what we might come up with. Do you want to give that a shot? Yeah, let's do that. You want to go first? So real quick, I'm asking all five questions or are we rotating? I ask, you ask, I ask, you ask. Um, or let's, 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 want... let's rotate. That might be fun. Okay. Going to do that? Yeah, sure. All right. Invite the dog. We'll do. Corey. <laughs> Come here. All right. Okay, so you ready? Yeah, you can start. What one piece of movie memorabilia would you like to own? Uh Peter Vinkman's original Proton Pack from Ghostbusters. Nice. All right. What was your first R rated movie? Eraser. <laughs> like going into the theater? Eraser. With Arnold? Yeah. Eraser. Okay. <laughs> what's your entrance music when you head to the squared circle squared circle being your wrestler wrestling ring oh man probably uh, probably assassin by muse okay say That's one one say one nice thing and one annoying thing about your wife <laughs> my wife is the sweetest person ever she is very i'm not kidding no, I just, I just, no, go ahead. I don't she disagree. Put, 
she puts others way ahead of herself. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's very kind of her. One annoying thing is she doesn't like, I'll burst out into like just random songs. Mm-hmm. I'll make them up. And she just stands there and she's like, please don't do this. I don't <laughs> want to hear. So she doesn't let me sing as much as I would like to well, around I mean, my house. You do it like in the middle of an altar call at church. Yeah. Yeah. And your wedding. Um, yeah, I do. Oh, wait. <laughs> we couldn't afford music. Um, all right, go ahead. What's the most money you've spent on a, on one meal? Like just for me or like for me and my wife? Let's go with you and your wife. Okay. Uh, honestly, it's been probably only like 90 bucks. I, I can't, I can't. I can't accept spending anything over that for any yeah. occasion for a meal. So, um, okay. you're in charge of making a Twilight Zone episode. What's the plot? Dang. <laughs> I th- I think you and I talked about this. I think the tw- the plot I would go with is if you went to the ocean, the bottom of the ocean floor, and there was a door. I love that. Yeah. Would, would you open it? That would be a great episode. And also, I've always had this dream that, like, I I don't like the water. You know me. Yeah. Sharks. Yes. So, in my dream, I swam out into the ocean, and then when I came back, like, I went – it's really weird, man. This sounds so dumb. But I went underneath all the sand, and it was, like, a different world underneath that. Sounds like a Jim Henson movie. So, that that would happen. (laughs) So – you rob a bank and you get a million dollars. What is the first thing you buy? Besides the movie memorabilia thing. <laughs> the first thing, if I rob a bank, I don't know, man. I'd be afraid to really buy anything because I just robbed a bank and it would look suspicious. But um, if I had a million dollars, first thing I would buy would be, gosh, man, I don't know. Probably my parents' new house. Okay. Okay. All right. I like that idea. Pizza or burgers? Pizza. All right. Good. I had the best. Here's here's one for Austin. <laughs> my brother tells me about this place called Pint House Pizza, and look, you can look through me and my brother's text messages. Most of it is just random quotes from movies and TV shows no one remembers, and also pictures of food because he lives in Austin. So he's always going out and eating just random places. And he sends me all these pictures and he sent me a piece of, he sent me a slice of pizza, a picture of one, man. Mm -hmm. It was lasagna pizza. Lasagna pizza. I mean, I'm assuming you can't pick that up and eat it then. I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. And then he tells me about this joint called pint house pizza. Uh huh. And he's and he's ordering the pizza Sunday night, and he says, "Hey, let me get three. There's five of us there." He says, "Let me get three pizza roll, uh, pepperoni rolls." I'm already in. So look, it's like a loaded breadstick, but it's it's oh man, and it's got man. pepperoni in it. It was fantastic, and he brought them in. He's got two of them. He's got three of them. Excuse me. He goes, Rex. 
you get a whole one to yourself. <laughs> because I because I want you to eat this whole one because and we're I all going to love it and we're all going to watch you. Man, it was great. That sounds good. I know my wife makes something similar, but they're like just like individual dinner rolls. No, this 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 thing will it's a log. Man, it's amazing. Pepperoni <laughs> log. Uh, so, <laughs> which store would you like to be locked up in for the night? FAO Schwartz. Oh, New York. The uh, yeah. toy company, huh? Mm. Yeah, I'd find something to mess around with in there. It'd be okay, fun I at think... night. I mean, you know. Oh, no. One more for you. Um, oh. Most... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, go for it. Most embarrassing <laughs> guilty pleasure. Man. Okay. I can, I can think of one that you told me a long time ago, but go ahead. Is it about no doubt? No. Okay. I would I would say a guilty pleasure for me, like it would be a TV show. I love trashy TV. I love <laughs> New York. <laughs> you know, I love money, all those. You're like, just making I statements. W- That's not even TV. You love I New watch, York and money. I watch. I continue. I continue to watch Teen Mom. Yeah, that's a that's a funny show. In that, when that came on, you and I started watching it because I was like, I got to see what this is about, and we both were hooked on that show based on some of the characters because that show was funny. <laughs> And sad. Well, yeah, funny, funny and sad. I, I, I didn't mean funny due to the fact that they were teen moms, but I just meant like some of the, like Gary, like you know, one of the uh, the boyfriends. Hilarious yeah. stuff. Weekly, my brother will be like, mm, uh, "Watch your mouth" or something. Gary, Gary told Amber his his baby mama said she cut she did something or cussed at at their child. Or or said a cuss word in front of their child, and Gary's like, mm, "Watch your mouth before I take Leah from you." Was the quote. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I'll say something odd to Cody, he goes, mm, "Watch your mouth." <laughs> Gary. Yeah. So that that would be one of my guilty pleasures is like being thirty five and still watching MTV. There's one that you told me uh, several years ago, and I don't know if it's true. But okay. I mean, do you, I don't even know if you want me to say it. Well, we can always edit it out. Okay. That you purchased the Ashley Simpson album. Yeah, I did. I did. I forgot what song that was, like the hit song off of there. If there <laughs> like there was a single. Wasn't it called La La or something? Pieces of You? Oh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm looking it up if my uh, Ashley Simpson. I think that tops your other one. Oh, dude, I, I I buy pieces of me. That's it. <laughs> Off of autobiography, James which Gok- was her first LP. James Gokery's the record store owner. Yeah, owner. Nut. Okay. Ashley this Simpson. Is, this is two thousand four. Were you really upset when she bombed on SNL? I didn't even watch it. <laughs> nobody, I was waiting. And nobody I was else did. Her. Yeah. It, but here's the sad part is I'm buying that while I think 
I'm buying that when I'm also buying Kings of Leon, Aha, Shake, Heartbreak, which is like in my top three albums of all time. They'd be so pissed off. They don't care now. They <laughs> they 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 uh, produce music for soccer moms now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm on the bigger and better things. <laughs> You've moved on, huh? All right. I still love them. No, yeah. no, I, I listen to them a lot, but yeah. you know, taste change a little bit. So hopefully yeah. they'll come back and do drugs, and <laughs> you know. I think you said that one time, like, they're better when they're on drugs. So I was like, huh, okay. I think that's with a lot of bands. That, but... That's that's true. That's true. But <laughs> let's uh, let's get into today's topic. Yeah, so I, I pitched you this idea, and a lot of people throughout the break have been like, you know, they, they enjoy our podcast. We're easy to listen to. Our banter back and forth is, is decent. That's just so... me under different screen names saying that. Oh, oh, good, good, good. At least it's positive reviews. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> anyways, so they, uh, someone wrote that we make a good duo. And I thought, man, you know, there's a lot of great duos out there in the world. So, it'd be kind of cool to list our, some of our favorites. Yeah. I mean, from, you know, you know, movie duos, TV, sports, music, I, I mean, anything. I mean, we came up with the list. Um I think it's pretty good. I like the one I came up with. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm not so sure about yours, but you know. I think mine's decent. <laughs> Do you want to – let's kick this off. Let's kick off the first top five of season two. Let's do it. So we're doing best – like our favorite duos. Yes. So right out of the gate – I kind of mentioned this person earlier on in like season one, but Doc Brown and Marty McFly from the Back to the Future franchise. Yes. Went perfect together. Yes, absolutely. A high school student teams up with a wacky scientist. They travel. (laughs) Who has a time machine. Yeah. They travel like to the past, the present, the future. and, And it's like an all time classic movie. This movie never really uh, says how they like met each other because you get thrown in and Marty's walking into his garage Mm -hmm. and that's it. And there's clocks going off. So it's mentioned that Marty, um, like they got together in I think 2015, 16 for like a comic con type thing. Uh, Marty, uh, shoot the cast of, uh, back to the future got together and the question was brought up and someone mentions like Marty stumbles upon Doc's lab and is drawn to all the crazy wacky stuff he sees. And that's how they become friends. Yeah. So uh, even though they're not family, like they take care of each other. Mm-hmm. And you can see that in the movies, like the first movie, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, since <laughs> you know, if you're missing out on this 1985 classic, so in the first movie, if you're Marty, Amish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there goes no offense yeah. to all the Amish. There goes our Amish audience. But the the first movie sees Marty like trying to. Well, Doc is trying to help Marty save his parents, and all all the while, like Doc doesn't know this, but he's going to die. Mm-hmm. So. Like, while Doc is helping Marty, Mark, 
Marty's racing against the clock to try to help, you know, save Doc Brown's life. Played by Christopher Lloyd. Perfect. And he he hasn't aged one bit, if no, you've seen I, him lately. I saw him really recently. Well, I, I mean, I didn't see him. I saw a video of him, and he was at some – it was like at a car show or something, and they had, like, the DeLorean there. And the guy who owned the DeLorean was dressed up like Michael J. Fox and doing an impression of Michael J. Fox. And <laughs> don't go dark with this. Um, no, I'm not. And, and Christopher Lloyd was just standing there with a huge grin on his face, just staring at him like in like in awe. Because, I mean, this guy was like dead on. And nice. it's, just, it's just cool that he still loves the franchise. Because, you know, some actors get kind of bitter and just kind of like, okay, stop asking me about that. But yeah. he loves it. I mean, he's so into it still. And. And I know at some con up in Canada or something, um, they were together. Um, him and Michael, Mar- Michael, yeah, Michael J. Fox. Sorry, and they were doing like a signing and pictures together and stuff. So I mean, they're still totally into it. Yeah, I I, I love seeing them together. So it's a, it's always fun. There's always been rumors about a, a <clears throat> almost said episode four, but uh, Back to the Future four. Ugh. that's not happening we we kind of touched on that you know yeah a couple episodes ago but so that's my first pick that's one of my first ones well and, and just kind of to end it I, I love the description that you gave of the films i mean just the kind of the basic synopsis a what did you say a high school student meets a crazy scientist wacky. a wacky scientist yeah a wacky scientist who can time travel i mean if you said that to anyone who wouldn't watch that <laughs> It's perfect. I don't know, but apparently there might be some listeners that have never seen it. Who knows? Please uh, leave a comment if you've never seen Back to the Future. Yeah, and please leave uh, the podcast (laughs) as well. Don't say that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead, man. Your pick. All right. My first pick is going to be the team of Martin and Lewis, otherwise known as Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Yeah. I picked them because I think as far, Jerry Lewis is like the first comedian I can remember ever watching as a kid, as far as like, you know, first comedies um, that I actually sat in front of the TV and watched. It was Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin was chances are Dean Martin was going to be in one of his films. I, I just, I don't know. I love it. It's like, you know, it's kind of like the, you have like a lot of the duos, Laurel and Hardy and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Abbott and Costello. I've always like, you know, Martin and Lewis because of how well Dean Martin plays, like, you know, just the straight, no nonsense guy. And Lewis is just, you know, he's a cartoon character come to life. Basically the films, the stooge, you're never too young are some of my favorites. I, I think they're just really funny. They, they had a great relationship uh, doing stand up and film together, but it was also kind of a troubled relationship a little bit later on. I think, um, I think Dean kind of started to feel that Jerry was trying to take a little too much control of the team. Yeah. And they ended up breaking up after 10 years of doing films. I mean, they were still on top. That's the thing. And mm-hmm. they, I think they kind of each wanted a solo career. Yeah. One of my favorite duos of all time. They actually ended up, I mean, they didn't talk at all, like after they broke up, but they reunited in 1976 during the 
Jerry Lewis telethon by okay. by Frank Sinatra. Actually, he brought out Dean Martin like without Jerry Lewis knowing about it at all, and that was their first time that they've talked or seen each other in person since they broke up. And wow, it was pretty awesome. I mean, it's just you know we lost Jerry Lewis not that long ago, and it was just you know kind of the end of one of the best comedy duos ever. I mean, so yeah, I, I still enjoy them. Still like them. Still enjoy the films. And yeah, that's my first pick Martin and Lewis. I don't think they could be topped. My second uh, pick or second duo would be, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, coach Eric Taylor and Tammy Taylor. From Friday Night Lights, the TV show, not the movie. Okay. I've never seen it. Okay. <laughs> so, th- this is by far the best married couple in TV history. Do they have... They work... Sorry. They work so well together. Okay. What's your question? Oh, I was going to say, do they have like a bad relationship, but then you answered that. No. So, the way they treated each other and their daughter and hit the football team was phenomenal. Basically coach Taylor is a high school football coach from the Dillon, uh, from for the Dillon Panthers and that, which is in Texas. Oh, so this is like a documentary. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. This is a TV show that let's see who, who, who came out of this. So you see the Wolf of wall street, right? Yes. Okay. The DEA, the the agent, the FBI agent, I believe, that's after, what's his name, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and he goes on the boat. Yeah, this guy, his name is Kyle Chandler, the actor. So he's the dad in Super Eight. Mm-hmm. So he's a he's a football coach. His wife is a guidance. Uh, Tammy Taylor is the guidance counselor at the same school. So for most of the show, they only have one child. But to be honest, they're they are basically parents to the whole football team and others and other students. So my my aunt Lindsay, her husband's a football coach. So they are you know a, another set of parents to the, these kids. Adam Hester is a soccer coach at Calvary, and he's like a father to his team. Yeah. So it's it's just fun watching the show and seeing how Coach Taylor deals with things as a coach, as a husband. And as a father, and cool. man, they're 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 just great together. If if you get a chance, check it out. But you know Michael B. Jordan, who plays yeah. Creed and all that, he's in there. Um, man, do you ever watch True Detective two? A little bit. It it kind of lost me about two episodes in, but yeah. Okay, well, one of the guys is in there, and there's someone else. Oh. You ever watch Breaking Bad? All of it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I act like I'm offended because I'm like, yes, I did. Okay. Every so single the, episode. So they're robbing the they're they're draining the train. the train, right? Yes. And it's Walter White, Jesse, and this other guy. The redheaded guy. Yes, he's yeah. in it too. Okay. Jesse. Pa- I, Jesse Palmer. I think something like that. But anyways, it's a great TV show. It, it deals with high school football and it deals with just relationships within that. It, it's really good. I love it. 
Sounds good. Yeah. I need to check it out. I've heard, I've always heard really good things about the show and it's just one of those. I just haven't watched. It's on Hulu. They kind of okay. almost jumped the shark in season two. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So. Well, was it like, there's like, is it like angels in the outfield? There's like angels in the, in the end zone? Or no, a couple kill someone. <laughs> oh, okay. And then it's just like, it just jumped, like, it, it's dropped, basically. They, and it's like. They try to get too dramatic. Yes. But it's good. Check it out. All right. Well, good pick, man. I am going to go with Buzz and Woody <laughs> from Toy Story, from the Toy no. Story franchise. Nice, nice, nice. Yes. They are such a great pair because they're kind of at the opposite ends of the spectrum. I mean, you have a you have a cowboy and a spaceman. I mean, it's basically like the 50s and the 60s clashing. It's the 50s were all about cowboys, the 60s, you know, with the space race. Everyone wanted a, you know, to be an astronaut, to be an astronaut. And, you know, anything from outer space was massive. Still. But I think, yeah, that's true. That's true. I think because of that, though, you know, the clash, it kind of made the perfect formula for, you know, basically a buddy picture. I mean, that's that's what the film is. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this when I was, you know, coming up with the list. It's kind of marketing genius as far as like for toys and merchandise. I mean, you're, you're covering kids that are into cowboys, kids that are into spacemen. I mean, you're, you're making a film about toys that you can then turn around and put on the shelf. Yes. Perfect. Easy, (laughs) easy money. Yeah. Yeah. Buzz and Woody are, I mean, they're ultimately kind of the heart and soul of what made Pixar massive. I mean, if toy story Mm -hmm. hadn't been such a success, that I don't know if we would have Pixar today. And, you know, I, I think the main reason for that is Buzz and Woody. Uh, you know, and I think it helped a lot too. You know, Tom Hanks um, was the voice of Woody and Tim Allen, the voice of Buzz, which I guess when thinking about it, that's not, those aren't two people that you would necessarily think would mesh that well, but I don't really know anyone that hates Tom Hanks. So, <laughs> He might be like the most lovable actor alive. I, I don't know yeah. if you can necessarily find anybody he's else. He's an American treasure. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's he's like the you know everything I've heard and read and seen the nicest person ever, and you know he makes great films. But on top of that, he's like you know he's really into like you know doing stuff for the veterans and mm-hmm. you know massive World War II buff and you know has donated countless amount of money and hours towards you know preserving all of that he he also saved uh <laughs> ryan yeah. yeah i mean without him there'd be no matt damon exactly real real quick i'm going to go back to what you said about tom hanks and then tim allen yeah like one in the 90s one was a massive hit on tv and then, then you got Tom Hanks, who, who's probably like one of the greatest actors of all time, if not the greatest actor yeah. of all time. Yeah. So picture in your mind Tom Hanks, 
And then he's at a bar and then Tim Allen comes and they hang out. That looks so weird to me. But yeah. if you put if you put just think Woody walks in and then Buzz mm-hmm. walks in and they sit down and they start talking, you're like, Oh yeah, those guys are friends. But Tom Hanks <laughs> and Tim Allen, they they look like they, they wouldn't go together, but their voices work for that and that's one of my it's probably my favorite animated movie yeah it's a top 10 for me for sure and yeah i mean i I don't think you could make a duos list without mentioning them so that is my pick i think i think it's a good addition very good addition i love it so mentioning about tv in the 90s and being big you can't get much bigger than jerry seinfeld oh okay (laughs) <laughs> blossom jeez it's all i could think of yeah. yeah so have you ever seen the the show seinfeld uh might have seen one or two episodes yeah okay well let me give you a layout are all of them yeah yeah uh the show seinfeld uh sorry my next pick is jerry seinfeld and george costanza Man, so that's so good the show Seinfeld is about four friends in New York City. And then it's also a show about nothing. Yes. Kramer was amazingly funny. His timing, everything was on point. He's a funny character. Elaine Bennis, who, um, man, Julia Lewis Dreyfus, Julia, Julia Louis mm-hmm. Dreyfus. Anyways, Veep is a great show. So, Elaine Bennis, her character, is solid, and she's such a big part of the the four. But I can honestly tell you that the chemistry between Ju- Jerry and George is what made me wait. What made me love that show so much was their chemistry and their friendship. I so, love it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, it's like you want to have a friend like George. <laughs> you want to have a diner that you frequent. And hang yes. out with, you know, and stuff like that. Well, Jerry, Jerry does his very best to guide George through his unproductive life. <laughs> and he's, he's almost like the moral compass of the show because he doesn't get in, in too deep on situations. He kind of keeps his head above the water. He where, ultimately doesn't care. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's like, oh, you're doing that? Uh, I'm not going to be bothered by that. Yeah. I don't care. Like you said. So Jerry always turns to, I mean, uh, George always turns to Jerry for advice and, you know, just help him through stuff. And it just never, it never seems to pan out as planned. (laughs) It just, (laughs) it just dive bombs. Summer of George. (laughs) They're like siblings almost. Mm -hmm. Where Jerry being the older brother and George being the younger one, it just it's just magical their scenes together. Like one of my favorite scenes, my brother as well, is when they go into the pizza parlor to play Frogger because their pizza the pizzeria <laughs> they used to go to is closing for good. Yeah. And they order two slices and uh the guy's like, Oh yeah, that that'll keep the doors open. <laughs> you know, some oh that <laughs> That'll keep us from tanking. You know, it's just 
their their history together and this is this show is one of my favorites of all time and it's because of Jerry and George. Well they were um I said um they were childhood friends in the show too. I mean I think there are several flashbacks that show them like in school together. In or, high school. Yeah. 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 Can't stand you. <laughs> and they do it's just I haven't yeah. I haven't watched Seinfeld in so long because we've we've kind of just taken to the office. And in the early 2000s, like you turn on TBS or WGN or any channel during the day, and it's like three hours of Seinfeld. (laughs) Man, yes, on TBS. I forgot about that. Yeah, they used to show that constantly. And and like bands in the 80s and early 90s, still today, when they're being interviewed, they're like, what's going to, you know, what kind of music do you like? What inspired y'all? Most of the time, it would be. The Beatles. Yeah. And then I think now people mention U2 more than the Beatles because U2 was such a huge thing. So I kind of think that Seinfeld is the Beatles and then Office would be like U2. I know that I like, I know that's weird to say and I know it might be hard to grasp, but that's how I feel like everyone loves Seinfeld and they still do. I still love it. But now, like, The Office has kind of – everyone's going back to The Office now. Yeah. I think there's another show that's a little bit more like Seinfeld, but I, I might mention that later. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying The Office is Seinfeld or oh, is like Seinfeld. I'm you're just, just saying, saying as like, far as the following and everything. Yes. I got you. I got you. Okay. So, And I, I know exactly the show you're talking about because right when it started, <laughs> I, was, I was like, this is, this is Seinfeld. dirtier yeah yeah so go ahead man you you got your next pick all right i'm gonna go with kind of an it's kind of an unusual one it's gonna be jeff goldblum and conan o'brien okay now i chose them because i feel like goldblum and o'brien are the perfect duo any time that Jeff Goldblum is on the Conan O'Brien show, it is guaranteed to be the strangest yet most hilarious thing you've ever watched. And it's really <laughs> never failed. I mean, the the thing the thing about Conan is he somehow brings out like the ultimate over-exaggerated eccentric side of Jeff Goldblum. Like, you know, I'm sure you've seen Jeff Goldblum on shows or something where he's just mm-hmm. kind of just in space you know he's just like oh yes mm, oh yeah <laughs> you know he's just like yeah. constantly fiddling with things and that's the jeff goldblum that we get on conan and i freaking love it i tell becky all the time i'm like when i grow up i want to be jeff goldblum wow that's my goal yeah i i, <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen but yeah um but they made such a great duo because of the way they play off each other uh, and i think goldblum is only I don't know. They might be tied, but he might only be second to Norm McDonald as far as the best Conan O'Brien guest. Yeah. Because Norm is also equally hilarious. And yeah, I, I'm a huge Goldblum fan. And on, honestly, I think that's because of, you know, watching him on Conan O'Brien for all those years and, you know, from the early 90s on. And I think it works so well because you can tell they love it. They they yeah. They love the chemistry. They love, you know, when they're together on the show and it just works so incredibly well. Uh, another guest host 
duo that works really well yeah. is David Letterman and Bill Murray and David Letterman and Bruce Willis. Yes, absolutely. They always they always work, and I guess you could say uh, with Jimmy Fallon, it would be Jimmy Fallon, probably Justin Timberlake. Yeah, would be would be one, but yeah, you can't you can't you can't. It's hard to beat Conan O'Brien sitting there talking to a wacky wacky Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like Goldblum is like you know he's eccentric yet like so like smooth at the same time it's like yes. it's not like you can tell he's putting on a show and you can tell that he thinks it's hilarious how how funny conan finds it yeah because i think he just kind of worries conan sometimes <laughs> he's just kind of like are you okay right now and um that that's a good point you brought up about letterman and murray and letterman and bruce willis because yeah they some you wouldn't think Letterman and Bruce Willis. That's just kind of like, okay. But yeah, it's just like from the beginning, they just kind of clicked. Yeah. And it's, it was perfect. All, the tail end of Letterman, it just got too, like, I don't know, harsh towards stuff. Bitter, I guess you could say. Uh, bitter would be a term. Old yeah. bitter man. But I don't like, know. I, I, I love Letterman I like to the it. end. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think I think the worst thing that happened to Letterman was all the controversy that you know, yeah, came about. I think that kind of put like a damper on the show. But, um, yeah, Conan and Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I would love to see a buddy movie. Uh, oh man, starring the two. I'm I'm a huge Conan fan. I've always have been ever since I was a, you know, twelve, thirteen years old. Me and my friend Vincent would sneak and watch it because we weren't <laughs> allowed to watch Conan because it was a little more on the risky side. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that's my I, pick. When he moved to TBS, mm-hmm. I was still in college, and I remember driving to you and Becky's apartment and watching the first episode. Yeah, yeah. Was it was that when he moved to TBS or when he was on the Tonight Show premiere? I don't this remember. This is when he moved to TBS. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So. It was yeah, good to I, see him move actually get somewhere yeah i mean because I, I was worried that he was i didn't know what was going to happen but uh yeah we get more jeff goldblum and conan on tbs now who could who who could uh <laughs> ask for more followed by seinfeld <laughs> yes yeah and the office and the, yeah they probably have the rights to that i believe they do everyone does uh my turn yeah yeah go ahead man Okay, Walter White and Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. One of the greatest shows ever made. Yes. This is almost the same relationship as um, Marley Marley McFly and Doc Brown. Marty, not Marley. Wow. Well, when it involves crystal meth, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, it's almost the same relationship as Marty and, and, and Doc but instead of time travel, this friendship is about <laughs> cooking and selling meth. <laughs> so it's a little bit different. That's the greatest comparison. So, which I mean, if you're doing a lot of meth, it you can probably tap into time travel. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure you could go in time, you know, back in time or whatever. I mean, that's what I heard. This this is still kind of a fresh TV show, so I don't want to give away too much. Because it's not that fresh. I mean, you know. But people still haven't 
That's true. It. That's true. So just in case, if you haven't watched it, I'll, I'll try to steer clear of the spoilers. Yeah, I mean, Walter White doesn't die or anything. So I was late to the game with Break, uh, Breaking Bad, but easily one of my top five drama TV series. The first season was really difficult for me to get through. It, it was kind of tough. And I heard a couple I, people say that. Yeah. I had to stop and start like three times because of it. Uh, but once I hit season two, it was amazing, man. Mm. Jesse, so Jesse Pinkman, played by Aaron Paul, Jesse used to be a student of Walter White, played by Brian Cranston, who was Tim Watley in Seinfeld. That's right, the uh, dentist. Doctor, yeah, Doctor Watley. Watley. So Walter White's a, a a chemistry teacher to. And Jesse's in his class. The unlikely duo team up once Walter White finds out he has cancer and to help pay for the radiation and other treatment, Walter puts uh, his chemistry knowledge to, to good uh, or bad uh, use and starts cooking meth. <laughs> so Jesse, who sells crappy meth, gets worked <laughs> into Walter's plan <laughs> as a salesman. Jesse sells Kmart meth. <laughs> Walter sells Target Whole Foods. Meth. Whole Foods <laughs> meth. <laughs> so it's it's a great show. You sh- I mean, if you haven't watched it, check it out. These these two are more business partners than friends. Uh and it's almost a like throughout the course of the series, it's a love and hate relationship. Yeah, it, it goes dark pretty quick into the later season. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just – I don't know, man. It, there's so much – I haven't watched it in a while, and I'll tell you that one of the first TV series that me and Jacqueline, once we got married, were like, hey, we should, you know, let's watch some TV together. So we've been doing that. And I remember trying to get her into Breaking Bad, and we stopped when um, – man, is it Gus or Go- – Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when Gus shows up and she's like, who's this? I was like, just watch. Gustavo? Gustavo, yeah. So it's it's one of my favorite TV series, like I said. But a side note with this TV series, if you're watching it, get ready for one of the worst episodes in TV history. I think I know which one you're going to say. Is it The Fly? Yeah. I I found it like strangely entertaining. I don't know why. But it, yeah, it, it did feel... It was, it was a filler, filler show. yeah. <laughs> and it didn't it didn't push anything uh-uh. forward. Mm-mm. It didn't backflash or or whatever. Maybe it was kind it of just, a breather. I mean, you kind of needed one for some of those episodes. I'm I'm in man, I'm wondering if it fell during it was breaking bad a part of the writer strike. I I think the writer strike was a little bit before. I think the writer strike was um like ten or or eight. Yeah, I, I remember know lost. I know the office was two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, was writer Bre- strike. I think Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad was, was a little bit later. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I'm 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 looking it up now. Oh, but no, I mean it's one of the best series ever made. One of the most heartbreaking series ever made. I mean, there's a couple of scenes that I thought of, like when you just brought up the show again, that man, just me, just about crush me, man. It's, it's hard to watch sometimes. Did, did someone pass away? Someone got shot 
at their doorstep. Man, I don't even remember that. <laughs> it's it's I think it's the last season. Okay. I'll have to go back and check this out. So but sad. One of the one of the one of the things about Breaking Bad and Walter White and Jesse is at some point they both just become so freaking greedy. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it, there's there's one scene where it's like He's not going to do this. Like he's going to, he's going to help this, right? And the person doesn't help at all. And it's an apartment scene. Oh, oh, you're talking about a girl. Yeah, yeah, man. That <laughs> it's like, dark. That one just wrecked <laughs> me. I was like, surely, surely this is going to like. Yeah, no. greed just took over. If you want a gripping drama TV series, you can't find anything better. Definitely watch Breaking Bad. I've had people watch it and couldn't, like, they were so high strong when they tried to sleep, like, they refused to watch anymore. <laughs> I remember, I'm serious. I remember standing for the entire season finale, like, I just, like, with my hands on my head, just, like, going, praying that something doesn't happen that happens. Yes. So this is man, it's just a great TV show. Anyways, go go ahead, man. I'm, I wanna rewatch I'm it now. over with that one. I same. Well, I mean, you know, I, I feel like this goes together really well. I mean, you're talking about, you know, Jesse and Walter and Meth. And so yes. I feel the only possible thing we can follow up is with me choosing Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street. <laughs> Way off. <laughs> I mean, Bert and freaking Ernie. They were one of the first duos I remember ever watching. And yes. honestly, now that I have a, you know, a kid, a two-year-old, I still laugh at them, man. They're really funny. I mean, I'm sorry, but they are. <laughs> Because I mean they're they're kind of the um they're the odd couple basically the Muppet yes. odd couple, mm -hmm. and you know Bert is kind of the straight guy he he has you know his pigeons and his <laughs> um bottle I think it's like a bottle cap collection or something I I don't know I do remember bottle caps yeah 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 the reason I the reason I like Bert for example so much is he reminded me of my pawpaw which is sounds weird. But mm -hmm. Bert has pigeons. He races pigeons. My papa did the same thing. He raced pigeons. He had a pigeon loft in his backyard. And I don't know. I just always kind of, they kind of had similar hair. <laughs> I was like, hey, it's papa. But um, they, they just, they just make a great duo. And I, I, th I think one of the biggest things, especially, you know, later on in life, when I, when I would think about, you know, great like Muppet characters. It was always them because, you know, later on you learn who played Bert and Ernie. Um Jim Henson did Ernie and Frank Oz. Frank Oz. Yeah, yeah. Was Bert. Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, it kind of reflected their real life friendship. I think that's what actually inspired the characters a little bit. One of the greatest duo for kids. Uh, especially, yes. you know, kids my age and or not my age, but kids uh my son's age. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but both. <laughs>
but yeah, I think they're, I think they're, they're still, they still hold up. They're still funny. My son loves them and I, I get a big kick out of that. So he got a Bert and Ernie for his birthday actually. So nice. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool, but yeah, I don't really, I don't really have a ton to say about them, but I mean, I, I think they're a very worthy addition to a duos list. They, they are. They're like you said, one of the first duos that you can remember. I was more of a Grover fan, but <laughs> more of a Grover and Cookie Monster fan, maybe. Just Grover, just Grover. Okay. Mm-hmm. So nobody ever loves. Nobody ever says Snuffleupagus or whatever his name is. I don't know. You know the because no one can pronounce it. <laughs> and I just proved that. <laughs> yeah, he's a giant elephant, mammoth, or whatever. Great, great pick. I, I like that. It's yeah. a safe pick. It, it's a very. I've had a lot of safe picks so far. Yeah, we'll see about that last one. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Man. Okay, so my final selection would be Norm Peterson and Cliff Clavin from Cheers. Awesome. I, I grew up watching Cheers. Like, that was it. Yeah. I loved it. My brother-in-law so, did, too. So, these guys, week after week, sat at the same spots at the bar, like the corner of the bar, and chimed in with their wisdom, I guess you could say. Uh-huh. And just their, their one-liners. But... They did it all while they were just drinking mugs of beer in Boston. <laughs> so, like I said, I grew up watching the show. It was one of my favorite shows. Uh, and it was actually one of the first shows I watched when I got Netflix. Oh, nice. They had the whole series on there? But, yes. And the series is a long one. Like, it's over 200 episodes. It's just Jeez. massive. Let's see. Uh, sorry. It went on for 11 years and 275. My gosh. And it took me a while to finish it. <laughs> I, I was never, I mean, I, I know what Cheers is. I've seen, I've seen some episodes. I've never really been into the show necessarily. I, I, I grew up in a very strict household. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if Cheers would have uh, made the cut, but. It's it's one it's a show on a long list that I've always wanted to get into and always wanted to actually you know watch all the way through. But I do have a question about the show. Yes, I think every time I watched it, I don't remember ever seeing them outside the bar. They go outside the bar. Okay, <laughs> I guess it's. I guess I just I never remember seeing them outside. They'll go to someone's house. Yeah. So, so they're not and, like out and about or anything. No, no. Well, I think they go hunting and there's an airplane scene. Okay. So there's different stuff, but the majority of it is inside that bar. Yeah. But real quick, the, uh, the characters, Norm Peterson, who he played, he played uh, someone in Toy Story. He played the slinky dog, I think. No, he played. Oh, you're talking. Uh, Mr. Potato Head. You're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about um, John. Katzenberger? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when you the mailman, that's Cliff Clavin. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I saw him actually at Disney World one time. 
Nice. <laughs> so Norm, who drinks way too much, is an accountant who is married to a, a lady named Vera. Eleven seasons. Gosh. You never see her face. <laughs> I think... You hear her talk once, and that's uh, it. Okay, that's not who I'm thinking of then. I was thinking of another woman. Um, I'm pretty sure they went out on top, too. The show. The show. Yeah. yeah, they most likely did. But uh, so that's that's Norm Peterson. Cliff is a postman and a know-it-all mama's boy. <laughs> like really? he, he's like, uh, mother's uh, mother's got mother's got me, you know, staying home, you know, doing that type of stuff. But uh, a lot of the characters in the show, Cheers, uh, are great. Like you got Woody Harrelson who actually plays. Yeah. Woody. Uh, it's like one of his first big breaks. You had Fraser, um, man, who, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, he played Frazier. He was great. Shelley Long's in it. Ted Danson. Oh yeah, I forgot Shelley Long was in it. That's who I was trying to think of. Okay, F- is Frazier a spinoff of Cheers? Yes. Okay, so like in Frazier, they'll mention the bar and stuff, or they they'll they'll do like some mentions here and there and i think they did a crossover where some of the uh i think cliff and norm came to seattle to visit fraser okay okay and then there's another crossover where they go on a fishing or hunting trip the guys from cheers and they cross over with the tv show wings <laughs> Really? I mm-hmm. know someone that is a massive fan of wings. <laughs> Me and my brother His like name you is Kurt can, Gibson. <laughs> you can go to I don't think you're friends with, with my dad on Facebook uh-huh. or my brother, but mm-hmm. there's a massive discussion that happens it, it's nonstop, basically. But me and my brother discuss which one's Brian Hackett and which one's Joe Hackett. <laughs> nice and but anyways, so a lot of great characters, Norman Cliff, that friendship outshines everything. And do you, do you remember the old guys in the balcony in the Muppet show? Yes. Okay. That's basically Norman Cliff at the bar. <laughs> Man. Cliff will talk to anyone who will listen and Norm hates to be bothered. That's he great. just wants to drink his beer. Well, so kind it's, of go- it's, it's a good one. Kind of going back to Cliff for a second. I mean, like I said, I saw him in Disney one time. At um, it was during we went to Disney World for the first time in '91, and mm-hmm. at MGM Studios they had like a, a Grauman's Chinese Theater that went into a ride called the Great Movie Ride. Anyways, in the front of the theater they had where people would come and put their handprints and stuff. So they were mm-hmm. having a ceremony for uh, John Katzenberger to actually come and put his handprints and all that. And I just remember dad being so excited. Like he was like, it's Cliff. And, and I was just like, I don't know who this is, you know, but yeah, apparently dad was a big cheers guy. So, nice. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's like I said before, it's, it's a show I need to watch. Yeah. It's, 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 it's one of my favorites. They had like two spinoffs. One was the Tortellis, I think, which was uh, Rhea Perlman, uh, whose husband is Danny DeVito. Wow, okay. So she she had a spinoff, and uh, I don't think it went well. 
But anyways, that's my pick, and it kind of just almost sets you right up for <laughs> yours. It it goes right because it because de- it deals with the bar as well. Yes. My final pick is Frank Reynolds and Charlie <laughs> from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Now, it's to me, Charlie Kelly. Yeah. Um, to me, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is the modern slash R-rated version of Seinfeld. Yeah. It's very much a show about nothing, and they are only in – it for themselves <laughs> they care about no one absolutely else. I, I i would say frank and charlie probably care the most about each other but it's such a strange mix up at the beginning because they're so incredibly different at the beginning of the show um i mean frank's like a wealthy businessman he has money he has riches and charlie is just the total dim-witted wild card who works in the bar he's basically the janitor of the bar and if you start the show at the very beginning and just continually watch it, you'll slowly see Frank kind of descending into insanity and it's only funnier and funnier as it goes on. And yeah, exactly. He, he starts out like on top. Yes. And everyone else is just in the mud. (laughs) And slowly, but surely he gets in the mud and he just is the mud. (laughs) He's just a drunk mess and he ends up (laughs) he ends up living with charlie in his apartment which i think breaks like every health code in the history of mankind is the nastiest place you could ever ask for they have a their bed is a pull-out is a couch sofa yeah 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 they share the bed and (laughs) (laughs) anyways they become known as the gruesome twosome That is their name, and they proudly flaunt it. Oh, gosh. I haven't watched that show in forever. Oh, gosh. It's the funny show. I haven't watched the last two seasons, um, but I, I'm a – it's one of my top probably three shows of all time. It's so funny. You introduced me to it. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. I thank you for that. I think, You're welcome. Yeah. This is a show that I really want to introduce to my wife. Oh, it's so funny. My wife thinks it's hilarious, which I'm shocked. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think she would. Like, I don't I don't know if my wife will find it as funny <laughs> as I do. Well, I mean, my wife is the one who binges Masterpiece Theater all the time. So, I mean, I was like, is she going to think it's always sunny in Philadelphia is funny? But she thinks it's yeah. hilarious. Okay. Yeah. They <clears> – <throat> one of my favorite episodes – is when Sweet D, which is uh, Katie Olson, mm-hmm. she is dating a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Who is known as, well, what's his name? Uh, Little Kev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn, baby, is that your crew? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say this. Little Kev is mentally disabled we're not making fun of that in any way shape or form so don't don't take it that way but that's the episode that's the episode of the show and basically the entire premise of the show (laughs) is dennis trying to figure out if her boyfriend is mentally disabled 
Yes. This is yes. the kind of show that it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. And <clears throat> I, I comes out that he's not, right? Oh, no, he is. <laughs> no, I, th- I don't think he was. If no, you say he is, you the, probably watched it more, more often the, than I did. At the very end, I believe, yeah, he is. Mm. Okay. So, but man, so Dennis great episode. That. Yeah. But uh, back to Frank and Charlie. I, it comes up later on that Frank, it's teased, it's never confirmed that Frank might be Charlie's biological father. Perfect. Yeah. Wait, I'm not even going to get into that mess. You'll just have to watch that episode. <laughs> but Look. Yeah. Oh, okay, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I can rem- Well, it doesn't deal with Frank or Charlie. Doesn't matter. Okay. So these guys, the people that created it, the actors and stuff, they're making a killing. Yes. And Rob, who plays Mac, mm-hmm. right? Rob Macklin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something? Anyways, Mac. so the guy that plays Mac, off screen, Mac was, or Rob, was telling everyone, it's like, hey, look, you know, when we get a bunch of money, you know, that's awesome. But look at Seinfeld. When they got a bunch of money, all they all they did was, like, dress nicer, got trimmed up, got, you know, got healthy. What if we do the <laughs> direct opposite? Yeah. What if we all get, like, fat? Yeah. Like, just the direct opposite <laughs> of let's not look like we have a bunch of money. Uh-huh. And everyone's like, absolutely not. <laughs> he wanted everyone to just be – yeah. Just not themselves. And he's like, well, I'm going to do it. So he does it. The next season starts. Yeah. And he's just gained a ton of weight. And it's just hilarious because they just, they rib him for it. Yeah. I mean, he's, he put on like 50 pounds or something for the show. And like, yeah, they just randomly cut to him. He's eating like a slab of ribs or something. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest shows ever, dude. I, I remember one episode, uh, going back to Charlie and Frank, um, Charlie wants to get health insurance. So okay. Charlie uh, talks Frank into marrying him to get health insurance, only to get divorced not that very long after. Um, it's just Man. it's just a funny episode. And it, it, there, there's like a scene where they're splitting up like their assets and stuff. And it's, dude, <laughs> it's like Charlie, like... Charlie gives him uh you know a painting of a unicorn that he did and it's just, it's just Frank's like no Charlie you can keep that it's okay <laughs> it's just the greatest duo Danny DeVito on the show you would never think that he would work out in this show but he's become like almost the star character sometimes he was only supposed to be on it for like a, a, like a small stint yeah like yeah. one or two maybe three episodes arc and he like that it worked so well they're like we got to keep him now that was perfection yeah so yeah charlie and frank it's iconic duo and man they should have a spinoff i think that would be great they man they're just odd (laughs) but awesome yeah odd but awesome yeah but yeah that's my that's my final pick um i think that's it is that is that 10 yeah i think we're good we're good. Uh, let's let's choose one from each other's list. I need to think. Uh, actually, I know I know which one I'm choosing from yours. But do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll take. Uh, I'll think. I'll take Frank and Charlie. <laughs> Perfect. 
Mainly because it's just so wild. And I haven't seen it in forever, so now I kind of do want to go start watching again. Yeah, yeah, There, there's... There's at least three seasons that are just nonstop classics, so mm-hmm. it's worth going to check out again. But from yours, I'm going to go with uh, Walter White and Jesse. It's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. It's so incredibly like gripping and so incredibly sad. Um, I found it really sad, anyways, as far as like yeah, how they're same. you know with, with their relationship and how it goes, and it's just a great show and. <laughs> It's strangely, you can almost, you can relate to Walter White as far Mm -hmm. as his reasoning for doing it. Yeah, doing everything. That's the sad, kind of the sad state, I guess, of insurance and stuff. Because you can almost think, okay, he has cancer. Their insurance is not that great. He's going to ruin his family financially. So you yeah. can almost you can you almost get it. You're like, okay, he can <laughs> he can cook meth. So why not? You know, um, yeah, make that dollar. Yeah, great show. I have Walt Walter uh, Junior's autograph. Actually, he came up to my sister's work one time. Really? Yeah, she worked at a uh, orthopedic place, and his aunt works there. Um, he's originally from New Orleans. Oh, yeah, he was up there, and Blair told me, and I was like get his autograph you know um get it now yeah but yeah that was uh oh that was your return of doink the clown yeah yeah <laughs> little throwback to another episode yes yes sir so yeah that's it man i think we've uh completed season two episode one we're still uh we're still planning some great stuff um like i said we got some halloween stuff coming up and some other yeah, really fun a lot episodes. Of Halloween stuff. Yeah, and yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. the The finale that you know we're, we're working on something for that. So yeah, I don't know what's going on with the finale. I, I I don't know. I might have an idea. We yeah, you know we we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with uh. We'll see who wants to interrupt the show again. I guess I don't know, but yeah, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for joining us and. You know, we have a solid season and thank you for coming back and yeah, just check us out on Instagram. Instagram is where we update the most. That's, I think that's probably, it's safe to say that that's the spot to go to, to be up to date and, you know, get announcements and stuff like that. Absolutely. It's Friday five podcast. Yeah. The number five. Yes, sir. (laughs) And also check out the whatever survey podcast. And a big thanks to With our buddy Adam. Yes, yes. A shout out to the random uh, woman from England <laughs> who did our opening. Thank you, random woman from England. If I knew like a real British name, I would give it to her, but I, I can't think of one. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Just call her Mary, Mary Poppins. Or... Okay, that's nice. Yeah, that's not stereotypical. But, anyways, guys, <laughs> thanks for joining us. We will be back next week with another fun episode and yeah we're out bye